Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and for the uh, the second time in, in about six or seven weeks, we've got a birthday podcast. Yeah, well, it was only two weeks ago we had mine and now we've got uh, yours, birthday boy. <laughs> was that, was that you, only two weeks ago? Yeah, it was only two weeks ago. Mate, I, I, I could have sworn that was closer to two months ago. I guess time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Or yeah. maybe it's the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> we, have, we haven't been having a lot of fun the last two couple of weeks. Actually, mm. um, mate, speaking of fun, we've had some uh, some fun and games that have happened over the last uh, week or so in the NRL world. Um, mate, just a quick question for you off the, off the bat without warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how good do you rate uh, the strategy of hiding under the bed? <laughs> I mean, it's a proven strategy, isn't it? Um, you know, yeah. like it's it's one that's been used by you know kids world over. Whenever there's a boogeyman around, um, yeah, under, under and the also bed, conversely, boogeymen as well. Yes, <laughs> maybe a boogie or boogeyman in the house. <laughs> Mate, uh, yeah, I have to laugh, and I mean, we've only got four games on this week, so uh, we do need to touch on the big NRL news, which has happened over the last few days, like the real news which is uh, obviously uh, this whole Dragons COVID bubble house party where Paul Vaughan's managed to find his contract torn up. <laughs> and um, and uh, there's a, a laundry list of 10 other players that are copying suspensions. The fantasy-relevant ones being probably, I mean, what, Jack Bird? Yeah, Bird's the big one. Um, and, I mean, I, I mean, Hunt and McCulloch didn't get invited to the party, which is Pretty good, I guess. No. Yeah, well, I mean, McCulloch doesn't take part in those type of shenanigans. He's got a haircut you could set your watch to, and yeah, he's he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing that silly stuff. No, mate. Yeah, no. Well, I, when I saw that everybody was under thirty, I was, I was frantically googling how old Ben Hunt and Andrew McCulloch were, and saw they're both thirty-one, which is the same age I'm turning today. So, so uh, yeah, happy coincidence. All the best people are thirty-one. Did you know that, Ryan? No, I mean, I'm learning that now. So yeah, good to yeah. know. <laughs> Do you tackle like McCulloch too? Oh, mate. Oh, I don't have the knees for it, eh? <laughs> I've only got one. Uh, mate, well, the other one is how is Corey Norman like actually managing to get away but forgetting his wallet? <laughs> That's the funniest part of the whole thing. He's jumped a fence. Uh, what is it with Dragons it? and ex-Dragons players almost getting away with crimes? <laughs> the last one was bloody uh, Nene McDonald who had his uh, magnetic island car incident. Yeah, we, we referenced that one last week, the uh, <laughs> the old moke. <laughs> yeah. for, for anyone who doesn't know about that, uh, Nene McDonald, I'm not sure if it's allegedly or if he's actually been in trouble for it or not, but let's say allegedly just to be safe, um, crashed a, a hire car on magnetic island off Townsville and left his wallet in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't he do that? a runner too? Yeah, he did a runner, and yeah. I, I think I think there was some alcohol involved, involved but I'm not 100 percent sure. But naughty, um, naughty. yeah, no, good gear. Dragons providing us with entertainment. I know I thought it was just going to be them sitting down the bottom of the ladder, but it's it's that plus the uh, the shenanigans as well. But I mean, from a, I guess from a fantasy perspective, they don't play this week. Mm. Um, but uh, from a broad strokes point of view, there is going to be you know Paul Vaughan's vacating. A significant amount of minutes in that in that team. So, I mean, there is going to be a winner. Um, as to who that might be, 
that's a separate question again altogether. I mean, I'm just going to sit here now as I'm just pulling up the – so I'm just going to sort by Dragons only players. Uh, so I've got Hunter McCulloch in my team, but outside that I don't have anyone. You have to imagine it might be Moose, uh, which is Josh McCulloch, uh, Josh McGuire, I mean, um, or DeBellin that's the the winners out of this. Yeah, I mean, DeBellin played, I think he played the whole game last week in the... Uh, 84 in, minutes. Yeah, in the extra time. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he becomes an 80-minute lock, there's certainly that's potential there. Um, I mean, what was Maguire? Obviously, Maguire was playing good minutes before DeBellin came back. I'm not sure what he did last week. I'll have a quick look. Well, he's come off the bench last week, scored 48. Yeah, played 52 minutes. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, the, the possibility is there that... Maguire goes back to his like sixty-minute role before, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, DeBellin came back. DeBellin's an eighty-minute lock all of a sudden, and I don't know. Maybe you've got Blake Laurie playing fifty minutes up front, and yeah, I mean, yeah. the the real uh, landmine here is though that you don't know when these suspensions are coming. You know, they've got a yeah. one. You know, they've got one week out, but you don't know what week it's going to be. Yeah, well, and I mean, they're what's their next uh, couple of games? So they got. Uh, Manly, <laughs> oh no, Manly on the Friday, which may or may not have turbo. And I mean, that's another landmine we're going to have to get to um, because it does it does kind of impact the trades that you'd make this week. Uh, and then the week after that, they're playing Gold Coast. So yeah. you have to imagine they're going to stretch most of them over the next two to three games and rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, yeah. But a lot of them are forwards, so not that, that surprised me. And then the Rabbitohs the week after. Well, I wonder, you know, given that you know Ben Hunt's playing eighty, like potentially eighty minutes at hooker in Origin three, like whether they, you know, choose to rest Ben Hunt on that Friday game, play Corey Norman, and then give Corey Norman his suspension the week after, or if it's just mm. a matter of they don't, they can't afford to to rest Ben Hunt. I'm not too sure what. Um, what strategy yeah. they'll opt for, but yeah, it's yeah. I mean, ultimately, there's probably, and I, I guess the the saving grace that you can take out of all of this is there's nobody that's appetizing enough that it would make you want to take a risk on them when there's other options in the same price bracket but cheaper that offer more sort of safe. You know, I feel a lot more comfortable with, and we'll get to them because they this there's a, the three players that I have in my mind are all playing this week, so. Uh, I guess the short answer to the question is I probably wouldn't be buying any of those yeah, Dragons guys. DeBellin's the only one that could get me involved if he becomes an 80-minute lock. But that said, I'm very happy to wait until after he serves mm-hmm. that suspension to even consider him, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully what they do is they just rip the Band-Aid off, rest all the good players against Manly, and then, you know, take a full team into... I mean, the the logical thing would be to accept that you're not going to beat Manly and accept that you're not going to beat the Rabbitohs and rest everybody in those two weeks mm. and, you know, take a proper team into the Gold Coast game uh, and take a proper team into the Raiders game as two winnable games. Yeah. That, that does seem like the smart thing to do, so I'm sure Hook will do the uh, exact opposite. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that was where you were going. <laughs> Mate, um, I guess the other... Uh, news that we need to touch on for players that aren't playing this week. I had something in my mind. Um, 
I'll maybe I'll remember it as we're going through. I guess I guess as a broader stroke, we need to talk about how State of Origin is going to impact this this week. But we might just jump into the games and then and I'll uh, I'll I'll see because I'm I know that there's one more thing and I can't remember what it is. Okay, uh, but we'll get there. All right, mate. To the first game on the Thursday night this week uh, is Manly versus the Raiders. So Simonson is out for uh, four weeks? Question mark could be anything from one to won't see him again, depending on what the go is here. Um, there's a so that that sees Xavier Savage come into the team, um, and Frawley's playing in place of Jack White and. The Raiders just got absolutely towed up, but the team kind of looks exactly like it did before. Um, I mean, Ryan James is back, but yeah. what are we, you know, because the thing is, you know, we and we did highlight this back, you know, in round, I guess, six or seven maybe when we started talking about buy planning that the uh, the options in round 17 were going to be quite thin. Uh, we've got Savage as a cash out, but, I mean, is he... For more reports, he sounds to me more like a Cody Ramsey than a Reese Walsh. Yeah, I was taking a quick look at his um, reserve grade stats earlier today. He doesn't have a whole lot of appearances. He only has five starts, and two of them are on the wing. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't um, seem like a you know like a runaway scorer. He sort of seems like he's in a similar mold to Hayes Dunster as a cash out. It's just that Savage would disappear out of the side once Simmonson comes back, you'd assume. Um, unlike Dunster, who seems like he's won that spot. Um, like He see, does seem like a decent cash out. Like You should get 30 points out of him most weeks. So, I mean, similar, similar sort of scoring to like Tessie New at the start of the... When was he playing fullback? Was it last year? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's... He's certainly an okay cash out um, and might be handy next week given that, you know, there's every chance that Turbo and Teddy don't back up. You might get yeah. that, that green dot. So uh, not, an, not an awful option, but not one you have to have either. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sort of in the same mold. I think if I was looking for a cash out, and let me be clear, cash out, not cash cow, uh, I would be looking at – I'd probably prefer Dunster because I know he's going to keep his job – I was having a look at Dunster. His break-even is going to be 11 next week. So he's actually going to start moving in a positive fashion. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just planning on keeping him for a 20 to 25 points emergency cover if I need him type of type of jobby. I mean, mm. say Savage will do that job. I know we've got a question later on. I saw it come through about uh, trading in red dots. Uh, which I, I do want to cover off on because I think that's an important question. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, the short answer to my, my thing is I probably wouldn't be getting that excited about it. I mean, the other one on this Raiders team list, I know I've covered Raiders before mainly, is, is Ryan Sutton's a bit interesting to me that he's now at lock. They've yeah. brought Louie and James back. You have to think one of them drops out for Papali. But, I mean, you know... Uh, is Ryan Sutton at lock? He was going really well before. Is he someone that you'd have a look at? Uh, I mean, I just don't have any faith in Ricky Stewart to keep his minutes up. Um, like, yeah, we know he did have that good run where he was getting the minutes and in turn was scoring well. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm just lacking faith in Ricky to um, to continue those minutes. And 
I'd, I'd just rather not have the headache, I suppose. Like considering what Fanua Blake's around that same price, I'd rather take a punt on him, knowing that his role is secure. Yeah, I mean, even Tavanga, if you really want to have a punt on somebody in that mm. price bracket that's under five hundred k. I'm just kind of, you know, going through everything, but I'm feeling a little bit the same way. Even more recently, 38 in 66 minutes, 37 in 52 minutes, 28 in 47 minutes. So Sutton's by no means a uh, a locked and loaded, you know, big minutes equals big points type of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, he's also an accumulator. Like if you look at those, you know, early on in the year, he, he really racks up a lot of points through tackles. Ever since I've noticed a trend ever since this, um, you know, the, the, I don't know what the correlation is or why it is, but since like the high tackle crackdown in round 10, a lot of these guys that rely on tackles in the middle aren't getting them. Uh, it's like a bit mm-hmm. re- big reason. Like if you look at Braley's tackle counts, like since round 10 onwards, they're, like they're really down. A lot of other middles, like their tackle counts have dropped off. I don't know whether it's just because there are less people in the tackle or if they're playing more laterally. It's maybe a combination of both. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just, I, I think it's, it's, and it's probably why a lot of people are opting for edges over middles this year. And, and mm. yeah, he's just not one that really piques my interest. Well, it's probably a good lesson to look for guys who are more run meters, tackle busts, attacking stats focused yeah. in the middle rather than base stat, uh, like, you know, tackle tackle guys you know and you, i know you brought up for blake who we're going to touch on and he's probably the what i'm going to guess is going to be the uh i'm going to have to be trying to think of a pun for for blake for our episode name this week uh <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing uh but yeah no i just uh it's probably a good lesson to have a look at those types of guys instead uh on the manly side of the ball ryan if i told you that the most expensive green dot that was going to be in the available players list for you in round 17 was going to be Ruben Garrick uh, about eight <laughs> weeks ago. What would you have said? You, that can't be right. Surely not. It is. Oh, my word. He's he is really... the most expensive green dot at the moment for me that's not in my team already. Wow, hey, 747 k Yeah, it, it's incredible that he's he's averaging more than James Tedesco this year. Yep. I'll tell you what. It's, if you had um, that on your bingo card, you can retire. Yeah, not wrong. It's It goes to show um, just how how much turbo is added to this side, hasn't it? Mm. He just uh, He's just feeding off Jaroivic, basically. Well, well Garrick's going to take out the top point scorer for the year, 100%. Wow, hey. Yeah, no, it doesn't shock That's me. A, unreal. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's outscoring teams by himself at the moment. It's just absolutely unreal to watch. Fantasy wise, there is literally nothing in this manly team at the moment. The two guys that are relevant both aren't playing. Yeah, how rough are you feeling if you've held Schuster all this time? Yep. <laughs> this oh, is well, the one reason. You know, mate, everyone was everyone was telling me, Oh no, he's not in fat camp. He hasn't been told to lose weight. There's no way he's been out a twenty year old who's been out with a calf injury this long. Yeah, there's Straight some, something going on, surely. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I sold him for Tomalolo, which is coming good, by the way, and a fantastic segue to our next game, which is the Rabbitohs versus the Cowboys. Taffy, or Blake Taff, uh, starts at fullback with Latrell out, and um, Braden Burns is going to play in place of Gags. We've got Benji Marshall at hooker. Uh, Hamaselli moves to lock with Tom Burgess starting this week. Sewers in for uh, who's playing on that edge? Remind me. Uh, Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow. Uh, and then that sees uh, Margot and uh, Peter Greekman on the bench. <laughs> so, Mamazoulis. 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 
yeah, so, I mean, uh, fantasy-wise, outside of Campbell Graham, there's not a lot happening here. Yeah, I mean, you know, Adam Reynolds is probably a keeper. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably below the top rung of halves, I suppose. But, yeah, Reynolds and Graham sort of seem like the, the two most striking options. Um, yeah, not a whole lot going on, is there? Have you had a close look at uh, Reynolds in the last week or so? Don't um, do it if you okay. haven't. All right. No, I haven't. All right. Over or under 100 kick meters last week for Adam Reynolds. Jeez, I remember watching that game. They weren't kicking a whole lot, were they? Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. 99 kick meters for Adam Reynolds last week. Oh wow! Yeah. Over oh. under 100 kick meters, Cody Walker. Oh, surely not. Surely not. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. 117 kick meters for Cody Walker. What is going on? What's going on there? Yeah. So Cody Walker kicked for about 20 more meters than Adam Reynolds last week. So. That is a, a big worry for anyone with Adam Reynolds, um, as far as I'm seeing. Um, you couldn't pay me to bring him in at the moment with yeah, that that's information. Enough, that's enough to steer me clear. Yeah, yeah. absolutely savage stuff uh, for anyone that bought him. I know we recommended him. Uh, I've never – if you told me that Cody Walker was going to kick for 20% more than Adam Reynolds, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> and Adam Reynolds plays the whole game. Like it's not like he went off injured or whatever either. So, as far as keepers go, it's Campbell Graham and nothing for this Rabbitohs team this week as well. Yeah, um, pretty pretty much. You, like, unless you want to cash out, I guess. Yeah, if you're looking for a, a like a full on, you know, never going to see him again. Dual position as well. Taff does offer something with that, but um, I guess we'll cover that the the idea around trading in one week red dots later. Uh, as a as a segment, uh, Cowboys though, um, mate. To... <clears throat> Talk to me about Tom Dearden. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. You've been trying to make him happen. You've been trying to make him a thing. Um, Forty five last week. Uh, yeah. And the Cowboys got absolutely pummeled. Sixty seven the week before. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how he's actually getting his points. He made 30 tackles last week. Because, um, I mean, the concerning thing for me and why like I'm not like super keen to jump on him, but I guess he'd make a decent 18th man, is that Scott Drinkwater's still been out kicking him um, since yep. he arrived. So, I mean, that's the one thing that sort of puts me off um, going, you know. Yeah, but, fist, you, you know, know, Cody Walker out kicked Adam Reynolds, and if you had to buy one of them, I know which one you'd get. Yeah, Cody Walker. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're right. Look, I mean, it certainly helps that Diddens what like 150k cheaper than um, than Drinkwater. Uh, I mean, look, there are worse options if you've got plenty of depth and you want a, a solid 18th man, a guy who's going to deliver you 40s with upside to 50s. There are worse options. Um, I mean, Cowboys are coming into what, Sydney and Melbourne um, after this week, though. So, I mean, mate, not ideal, but after that, Broncos and Gold Coast. So, it does ease mm. up a little bit. Yeah. I, 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 the short answer to all of this, though, is the only player that I'm really interested in having in my team is Jason Tomalolo. Uh, yeah. So I got him back uh, the week after Schuster got injured. Yeah, didn't you get him the uh, week they played the Knights and he got sent off or Sinbin? Yeah, yeah. So 29 in 60 minutes, even though he got almost 200 metres and 27 tackles, which was pretty alarming. Um, his career high in demerits, if you could believe that. 
and then 39 in 54, but then 51 in 58 and 60 in 57, which is, you know, pretty much, you know, that that role um, now, basically since he's come back from injury, he's only, he's played 54 or more minutes every single week. So the thing is, you know, players are going to have low games, but, you know, eventually players come back to what they normally do. Uh, Tom Malolo looks leaner. Um, so obviously the Cowboys have been working on getting his match fitness where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. The team's looking pretty much the same to what it's going to look now uh, in that forward back. He's pretty good for about 60 minutes a week. And we know what happens if Tom is getting 60 minutes a week every single week or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of, of the uh, available mids this week, he's, I mean, outside of like maybe the two Warriors blokes, he's pretty much the only keeper available. So there, there are worse yeah. options if you're looking for one this week. I mean, to he's certainly a tier above. Too. Yeah, if I mate, if I didn't own to Tomalolo already, and I was looking at Fanua Blake and Tomalolo, I wouldn't even have to think about it. It would be I'd happily pay that seventy k. That's just me personally. Mm. Uh, I know maybe I've got my Cowboys blinders on. <laughs> um, but you know he's a he's a great player, and um, you know it's it's hard to imagine role, his role changing now. Like yeah, that one game where he played forty five minutes, but everything else has been fifty minutes plus. So uh, I mean, you know, the Cowboys have got some tough games coming up. He's going to be asked to make a lot of tackles and do a lot of work. Uh, yeah, I I can see him averaging fifty five plus the rest of the year. Okay. Uh, pretty comfortably. So yeah, I'd be I'd be all in on him if I didn't have him already, but I do. So I'm I I'm I'll I'm tossing up between him and Sean Johnson for the the C banger this week. So uh but yeah the uh the rabbit side's pretty skinny so we'll jump down to Bulldogs versus Roosters. <laughs> the Bulldogs have uh, a lot of their players back this week. We get an interesting back row change here with Joe Stimson named in the back row uh, and Corey Waddell. Yeah. So what, uh, I mean, Toppenay wasn't very good last week. Mm. Let's be fair. I mean, the Bulldogs weren't very good, but Toppenay in particular, every time I saw him, he was sort of not really doing anything. So, um, I mean, obviously they've opted for a change there. Uh, Dory's out completely. Um, Jeremy Jeremy Marshall King suspended, <laughs> which is very enjoyable to me. Uh, but um, I mean, Joe Stimson, two forty six, is he or two twenty? No, he's yeah, he's bottom. He's a basement price. Yeah, two twenty eight. Um, I mean, sixty six break even. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the uh, most interesting of the cashouts, I suppose. Um, playing on an edge, you'd assume plays eighty. I, I guess. I guess yeah, what this... he'll play eighty. Don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, you'd have you'd have to think so. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I guess it's just a matter of what happens when um, you know Fanua Blake and Adam Elliott are back. You'd assume he drops out of the side or maybe holds on to a bench role. So, I mean, ideally, if you're buying him, you'd probably want him for you know a couple of weeks and then become a red dot completely. It's probably more useful being a complete red dot than you know twenty minutes off the bench. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's probably better than Xavier Savage as a cash out, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think if I was going to pick up a uh, a cash out this week, he would be my my man. Uh, mm. I know people are scarred from last year. <laughs> I understand, 
uh, you're upset, you're feeling hurt. You know, we all are. But, um, you know, you were all feeling that way about Trebojevic. And we've even finally got uh, Matty, Matty Lipiat-Sidman on the train after 400K in price rises. He's managed to bit, bite the bullet and go cleary to Turbo, which I bet he thought he'd never do. So, so Better late than never. Better late than never. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think Stimson's probably the pick of the 228, 246K guys this week as far as I'm looking at it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? Go on. No, I was just, no, we can move on from there, I suppose. I guess yep. the only other interesting guys in this Bulldogs side, probably Luke Thompson and Josh Jackson, I guess. Yeah, if you... that was the two I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Jacko is providing some boring as hell 50s at the moment. Um, but, I mean, I, for somebody that's looking for – and, I mean, it all hinges on Tohu Harris a little bit. Obviously, he's out for uh, an unknown, quote-unquote, amount of time. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a jewel, plays around 17, chasing overall, he's got a five-round average of 51, three-round average of 55 uh, and played 80 minutes last week, played 70 minutes, 70 minutes two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Like he hasn't actually played under 63 minutes this year. So, and he's playing in the middle. Uh, there's not a lot of players with that level of security. Uh, whereas Thompson's kind of more of an attacking player. And I think he maybe hinges a little bit more on the attacking prowess of the Bulldogs, which is not necessarily something I want to hang my hat on. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Jackson's definitely a lot more safer, I suppose, in that regard. You're gonna you're gonna get more consistent scores out of him, I suppose. Like his range is like 45 to 60 basically every week, versus you know Thompson. He might throw you up a a high 30s, low 40s, and then next week you know give you a, a 63 or something like that. You know, um, yeah. he is he's definitely not as consistent, but there's probably a bigger upside there with Thompson. Mm. So. Mate, if last week has taught our fantasy players anything, and I, I was chuckling about this the other day. So there's three people that we put up on our captain obvious. We had our safe floor, quote, unquote, guy in Torhu Harris, and then our two upside guys that we recommended in Fafita and Turbo who scored exactly the same, and Torhu Harris got 18 with his, quote, unquote, safe floor. Now, obviously, we can't predict injuries, and I bought in Torhu Harris, so I didn't enjoy him getting injured. So I don't hear that. But I guess what I'm sort of angling at is if this season's taught you anything, it should be that, you know, taking this the safe option isn't necessarily the right way to go. And, and you know, you need to be able to take a couple of risks to be able to steer in front of all these other people that have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And, you know, everyone's just sort of following the crowd going, oh, yep, Jackson, yep, he's got the jewel. He's got a safe floor. Bring him in, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, what other uh, what other year would you like be happy about captaining a, a, a edge forward who plays forty nine minutes and gets Sinbin? <laughs> that was unreal, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my god! Thank God he's the king of the garbage tackle bus. Otherwise, oh, I would be like, oh mate, I I would feel like uh, all those people that captain Torhu Harris on Friday, like their whole weekend was ruined. Yeah, I felt so bad for them. Like, 
Oh, I traded um, him in and my weekend was ruined almost, but yeah. Uh, our man Chappie uh, captured him in about eight of his ten teams. <laughs> uh, uh, and like all these people commenting on our like thing, like such and such points with Tohu Harris captain. It's like, so that's how many points you got. If you, only, <laughs> if you could pick a captain, not like a Nuffy, you'd be all right. So, no. If all of you listened to me and captain for feeder, you would have had extra points. I should have gone with my gut and got Papali, but I didn't. I went with all of you talking me into the safe floor at Torhu. I would have got third for the week overall last week. <sighs> Rough. So, yeah, I, I looked at the points difference. It was like 75 points, and I was, yeah, I would have. there was only two teams that would have beaten me, and I would have had an extra 100K and a whole other trade in my bank, but I don't. Oh, so. oh we rue the decisions, and we move along. It's, it's the second worst mistake I've made this year outside of avoiding Cleary the entire season. Oh, so, speaking of speaking of uh, round seventeen green dots, the Sydney uh, red dots. Sorry, the Sydney Roosters here. <laughs> yeah, mate, that is a fa- actually a fantastic segue to what I would call the kick in the balls of the round, <laughs> uh, which is Tedesco not playing, but Billy Smith ma- makes his uh, debut for the year, and uh, bloody Suwali, who got absolutely pasted by Josh Adokar on the weekend, finds himself in the number twenty one, which you know. You know, like you, um, you go on the internet and you see those videos of people getting hit in the balls when they like, you know, fall <laughs> off their skateboard or something like that. This, this is my equivalent of that this week. Is all these people that bought Suali specifically for this week, only for him not to play, is just absolute the best gear. Oh, it's just yeah, it's absolute disaster territory, isn't it? <laughs> I love it, mate. I, 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 I this is a, the fantastic stuff. But this is why we play fantasy for you know, it's not really, but. You know, for the um, you know the masochistic joy we get out of seeing other people fail when their when their buys don't turn out, because <laughs> we know it's going to be us a week later. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, you know, everyone was you know giving it to me. Ah, oh, Cleary's, uh, and then the couple of weeks where I where it was good to not own Cleary, I had to give it back. You know, this is how it is. And I didn't buy Suali, and I was a bit jealous for a couple of weeks, and now I'm not jealous at all. Mm. So, I mean. Um, the big news in this Roosters team, other than Suwalion is getting the big kick in the balls, is Radley back. Mm. Uh, so a couple of people asked me about Jared Wawir Hargreaves, which I sort of steered him in the opposite direction. But Radley's an interesting one. I mean, obviously, he's a moron. Um, you know, Thank from you. a – like he's, he's more than likely going to be suspended at least two more times this year. It feels like we've been saying Radley's an interesting one for about two months now. Well, you know, he keeps getting cheaper and I keep getting more interested. But, I I mean, obviously I'm not going to buy him. Um, but just when he, you know, he's like that uh, that ex-girlfriend that, you know, you think you're done with and then they, um, you know, they DM you a nude and you, you're straight back in there, you know. Like, it's, it's like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is his schedule the rest of the season. Bulldogs, Cowboys, Knights, who are not known for their defensive prowess, Eels, Panthers, who may as well be the West Tigers at the moment without Cleary. <laughs> you just stick like the boot that? in. Yeah, you stick the like boot that? in. I did, yeah. yeah. Stick, stick the boot in. Yeah. And then Broncos, Dragons. Rabbitohs, who are going to be absolutely red hot in the uh, head-to-head grand final, uh, and then Raiders. So, I mean, like the it's kind of a middle of the road draw, I guess. Uh, but um, 
I mean, there's a couple of big opportunities for scores there. And they got three games in a row at the SCG, mm. which is, you know, beautiful stuff. Um, and, I mean, you have to think he's fresh because he's been sitting at home sinking tinnies for the last five weeks. So <laughs> he's certainly not going to be tired. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, good Unless point. he was at yeah. Paul Vaughan's birthday party. <laughs> he was hiding under the bed, mate. You just didn't see him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, fantasy-wise in this team, Sam Verrills is probably the most interesting option, though, really, if we're, if we're being serious. Yeah. That, yeah, definitely. I mean, makes for a good cash out. Um, I mean, what's what's he at now? 280, I think. Yeah, 286. 86. Yeah. yeah got good, through 60-odd 60, 60 minutes last week, which is good signs. Uh, breaking mm. eight now. So 37 against a Storm. You can forgive uh, 37 in 66 minutes. Yeah, um, you, have to, you have to think those scores yeah. are going to improve against other teams. The Storm are known for, you know, suppressing these type of players, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for me this week's probably mostly about deciding whether I'm going to use three trades and save three for injury or use two trades and save four for injuries. Uh, I've got a lot of depth there. But I'm banking on Teddy, Hunt, and Turbo all being out next week, and I've got a couple of vital head-to-head games I need to win in round 18. So I'm sort of planning ahead for that. Mm. Um, and um, I'm looking at Verrills, Fenua Blake, and then, you know, turning uh, Tyson Gamble into someone fantastic once he finishes making money. Um, yeah. But Verrills is uh, looking like a really nice 18, 19th man type cash out, should he keep the job for the whole year type of, type of, type of scorer. Yeah, honestly, I think he will. I think he'll be a 60-minute hooker for the majority of the season with um, with Lamb just pinching minutes here or there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm finally happy. I've had him since round two, and he's finally starting <laughs> to actually do something. Um, just keep those eyes in the socket, and he'll be good to go. Yeah, we'll get him some Horace Grant glasses. He'll be right. Yes. Uh, moving on to the last game of the round, which is probably the most interesting one, if we're being honest. Uh, Sharkies versus the Warriors. Uh, Will Chambers comes back into the team at centre with Connor Tracy moving to number six with Moylan out with his soft tissue injury, uh, which is to the calf. Uh, Teague Wilton holds his spot in the back row. They're probably the two major talking points here. Um, Obviously, this is a a lateral move for Sean Johnson, maybe a bump, uh, but good, obviously, for... Um, I mean, you know, the Sharks in general. Chambers is not going to steal any stats off anybody. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> Ramian and uh, Johnson, even people that decided to take the plunge on Will Kennedy. How did he actually go last week? I don't. I didn't actually look bad. Um, I'll have a quick look. Will Kennedy, he scored 44. 44. Oh, jinx. That's not too bad. Oh, mate. Well, they got absolutely hosed by the Broncos juggernaut. <laughs> The Bronx are back, mate. What's going on there? What happened there? I completely forgot about that. Tyson Gamble, mate. He had them fired up. Mate, Tyson Gamble is like that bloke at the bar like or at a nightclub, and he's just like, you know, just going up to people and being like, you're looking at my girlfriend and just like pushing them. You know that guy? (laughs) You're talking to my girlfriend? It's like, no, mate. He's a real joke. your girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, poor Tyson. He probably doesn't even listen. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I love Gamble. I love watching him just rip into players just yeah. to 
purposely annoy them and get in their face. He he's like Mick Ennis if Mick Ennis didn't run away after annoying someone. Yeah, and if Mick Ennis was a bad, pretty bad football player, <laughs> not a premiership winner. Yeah, no, um, mate. I, I actually like Tyson Gamble. I I think he did, he. I I was saying when he first got picked, I said he's exactly what the Broncos needed, and it mm. seemed to be right. You know, he stirred him into the. Action, and I'm sad that we didn't get to talk about the Broncos this week because we got Tyson Gamble and Payne Haas, who you know made everyone positively moist for all the people that uh, had him. But um, I mean, from the uh, the shark side of the ball, they're looking pretty squishy here. But you know, I mean, Sean Johnson's a genuine captaincy option given the the shortage of options and no Torhu Harris this week. But outside of that, I mean, do you really want to be you know Tolman scored a try and got 67. Um, you know, you yeah, there's not a lot here aside from Johnson and Ramian. Hey, yeah, I mean, I mean, Ramian's been going really well this week. If you want to take out that one game he got injured, only played half an hour. He's he's averaging fifty three and a half this season. Um, hasn't scored under forty since round one. Since since wow. he came back from that injury, um, yeah, he's just been flying. He he he, uh, he seems like the type of player that really suits this game. You know, um, these tackle busting guys are the ones that are really flourishing under these new under these new rules. And you know, we've seen guys like. Corey Harawira and Naira to turn into, you know, go from yo-yo type scorers into sort of cons- more consistent, given that there's more tackle busts to be had. And, yeah, Ramian yeah. certainly fits that mould. And, yeah, he seems like a genuine keeper centre. Yep. No, I like it. Um, yeah, outside of those two, it's all pretty bleak. I mean, Teague Wilton, I think we got a question or two on him. Yeah. I mean, where's he now? He's kind of... He's 4.38. Just 40. don't do it. Yeah. Not yeah, willing to take the no, punt. Yeah, I mean, so. you don't know when you don't know when Wade Graham's coming back. I mean, he might not come back right. at all. He might be back in two weeks. You know, like yeah. you just don't know. Do you want to move yeah. on to the Warriors? Yeah. Yep, uh, Reese Walsh is back. Thank God. Uh, Chad Townsend had an eighty minutes oh. into the Warriors. He's going to be gone for the lot, the foreseeable future. Uh, Shecky goes back to the wing. Nick Arim is back in. Anno Sullivan's back in. Uh, Matt Lodge is going to make his debut for the Warriors. Jazz Devanger at lock with Torhu Harris out for a grade three AC joint injury. Is it confirmed? Um, I mean, there's yeah, that was what and that's what the NRL physio said today. Mm, okay. So, mate, I I'm going to tiptoe around this, and I, I've I've messaged you something privately, but I'm going to I'm going to tiptoe around this topic. <clears throat> okay. So. Uh, Phil Gould was the one who uh, gave the information out on Twitter and he said, quote, something to the effect of, I'm going to paraphrase here, I think it's an AC joint injury and they're hoping to have him back in a month is what he said. Or so. so yeah, that's roughly what he said. Yeah. Now the the whispers, the little birds that have been floating to me, have told me that we're not going to see Torhu Harris again this season. So, I mean, somewhere between he's playing in round 18 and we're never going to see him again this season, which is pretty <laughs> pretty loose. Um, but it kind of feeds into what I want to suggest here, which is the the nature of a an AC joint injury. And, and shout out to the Talking League, Guys, and I'm assuming that everybody that listens to this also listens to Talking League, but it, let's say they don't. 
Um, so they had a, a guy on there who's a who's a physio, similar to the NRL physio, but their their version of it. And he was sort of talking about that with regards to Pappenhausen. And the thing with the AC joint injuries is you can typically come back from a, a softer one in sort of one to three weeks. But the longer that you leave it, the better it is long term for it. You know, the 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 you know, you you're playing through pain. I don't know if you remember about three years ago. So Josh Mansour, where he had his face like destroyed and then he came back, but then he had an AC joint injury in round one. Mm. And if you have a look at his stats compared to previous, his physical, you know, tackle bus and all that sort of stuff, it went down um, across the season. And um, a lot of that's due to, you know, they're nursing the shoulder. They're worried about taking hits. They're being protected a little bit. You know, when Torhu Harris has been playing 80 minutes every week, it's, you know, Adam Fanua Blake wasn't available. They didn't have Matt Lodge. Um, now I think even if Torhu Harris comes back, they've got the cattle there that they don't need to push him for 80 minutes a week, particularly if he's nursing a AC injury, which, you know, might d- impact his ability to be effective. Um, I, I love Torhu Harris and, and, you know, like I bought him last week because I thought he was – Worth paying 100k more than Isaiah Papali'i, which turns out that was a mistake. But you know, I mean, if I'm the Warriors, uh, given what we've seen out of them this year and and how their ladder looks, I mean, they've got a soft draw rest of the season, but you know, they're going to have to catch up a win in you know 20 points of four again. So, I mean, if they lose the next two or three games, they could be in a position where they just need to pack him up for the rest of the season. Mm. So, I mean, the question to me is if you look at this Warriors forward pack 8 through 17, outside of Wade Egan, whose job do you trust the most? Like in the current 17, who has the best security? Yeah, Yeah, so who's impacted the least if Torhu Harris comes back? Who do you trust the most? Probably the number 8, I'd say. And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and Fanua Blake, right? So... This year, Fanua Blake, and and I'm really getting a little bit moist about Fanua Blake this week. <laughs> he's uh, his role round one, round two, round three. He played 56, 48, and 53 minutes, and that was with a fully healthy Tuhu Harris. But you know that's an average of it was at low 50s minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know he managed to get through 76 minutes on the weekend, and his PPM didn't drop. At all, you know, he's, you know, he gets through the work. Thirty-eight tackles, one hundred and ninety meters, three tackle busts, two offloads, and a turnover tackle. You know, it's not artificially inflated. Fanua Blake is one of the premier props in the game. He's five hundred and forty-three k. I mean, Lodge is coming in, but you know, they paid big money for Fanua Blake. You know, he's going to come in. I feel like he's, you know, looking at this team. You know, and this is what you. This is a lot of what I sort of do when I'm looking at trying to project players. Is I look at this side and I go, all right. If I was Nathan Brown, and you know, while I'm doing this, I have to lower my IQ by a few points. <laughs> I had to get the jab in there. You did. But I'm sure. I'm sure the Warriors fans will appreciate it, given how they were feeling on Twitter on the weekend. Um, you have to imagine that Katoa, Sirinan, and Murdoch Mistilla are going to split two sets of 80 minutes through those edges. Mm. Then you've got Afoa, Armel, and Evans. 
Afoa and Evans are what twenty to twenty-five minute players, and Armel might play thirty. You know, you look at that, and there's forty to forty-five to fifty minutes for Tabanga, and the similar for Lodge, maybe a little bit more. Hmm. Uh, and then Fanua Blake's sitting there with a sixty-minute role, which has upside to him playing potentially the whole eighty if if he has to. The Warriors have got. Sharks this week who play a lot up the middle. Panthers who you have, have to imagine are going to play a lot up the middle. Rabbitohs is a tough one. Tigers attacking stats. Sharks attacking stats. Bulldogs attacking stats. Broncos attacking stats. Raiders attacking stats. Titans. You know, there's really only one matchup in there that I think is bad for Fanua Blake's play style and matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I looked at him and I'm pretty comfortable that he's going to be at about Nine, 0.95 points a minute uh, or 9.3 to 9.5. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at a 60-minute roll, that has him at 55-plus points rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, I, I do tend to agree. I just I, – I don't think that – obviously, that PPM, I don't think it's going to be consistent. I think – Oh, like, no. Yeah, he'll average not. out to that. He'll average out to that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, like like you're going to say, he's he's a bit of a yo-yo player. You know, he does yeah. depend on those attacking stats. You know, like we saw round 15, he got 39 and 57 minutes, um, which is the type of player he is, you know, and because yeah. he'll give you that like 39 and 57, and then the week later you could get, you know, a 65 and 55, <laughs> or, you know. Or, or 94. <laughs> like that week last week. <laughs> was that you when I was messing you in the head-to-head? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and he scored two tries. He got two tries while I was in the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah, that, that was, was awesome. last year. Yeah, you were yeah. you were dead to rights, and then Fanua Blake. You had Fanua Blake for whatever reason, and he scored two tries. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I certainly think he's a buy. Um, I'd much prefer him over, like, like I guess Lodge is probably a buy as well. But I just would, I don't know, I just wouldn't take the risk with his minutes. I suppose. Um, well, the thing with Lodge is he's an accumulator, similar to the, this is the same like Luke Thompson, Josh Jackson accumulation. You know the or the Ryan Sutton sort of argument that we're having. Lodge is he's all right, but you know new system, you know new coach is is like I mean he's only young and he's I see he seems to be relatively fit, so I don't think that's going to be the issue. It's just going to be you know all these other boys have been around. You know even if he plays fifty minutes, Lodge he'll average forties high forties. But I mean for Noah Blake, he's got the juice. Like you know he might play seventy minutes. 65, mm. 70 minutes a week. You know, he loves it and he, and he wants to do it. You can tell, you know, he was looking really lean before he did his uh, injury earlier in the season. So, I mean, I, yeah, I was really excited at, in him before round one and then he scored 63 points and I was getting all moist and then I couldn't work out a way to get him in and then he got injured and I'm glad I didn't. But at 543K, I can tell you, you won't be bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is for certain. Um, I mean, honestly, at that price, he would make the perfect 18th man that you could loop. Like, say you've got a guy like Ryan Madison, like you do. That would be he'd, that'd be a perfect loop. Like, yep. stick whoever plays first in 18 and, yeah, see what they yep. put, put out. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the only one here I wouldn't be willing to take a punt on is probably Jazz Tabunga, with just with Josh Curran to come back into this side. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's he's my big worry with that. I think... Curran's going to occupy the quote-unquote Torhu Harris role. Mm. I think what will happen is Tavanga will push back to the bench uh, and he'll, you know, probably displace Kane Evans, I'd say. And then, um, you know, Curran will take that 
55, 60 minute, and he'll split between the edges. He might even pinch minutes out of that edge rotation, and Tavanga might keep his 40 to 45, but he's just not going to do enough to be a keeper. Uh, I mean, if you're looking for a guy in that price range, like a budget a budget option maybe, but, I mean, even then, like, you know, I wouldn't be banking on him for any more than 40 points a week, and you can get that out of um, who's my dude from the Cowboys? Who, Tom Dearden. Tom Dearden, who, you know, he's going to play 80 minutes a week and has a chance of scoring a try and, and upsetting somebody. Yeah, I guess the question now is, so, I mean, would you consider Tohu Harris a sell? Like, would you advise that? Oh, yeah. Because, okay. I've already sold him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just the Warriors are so murky with these injuries. Like, they haven't officially announced anything. Like, we're just relying on Phil Gould on Twitter just mm-hmm. saying, I believe he injured his AC joint. You know, he should be back in a month or so. Like, we, like we've yeah. got no idea what grade it is. Like, we know, like, apparently I, the physical... I'm pretty comfortable that Phil Gould has absolutely no idea what level of injury Toru Harris has. Yeah. And if he does, he's the type of person that would lie about it. Yeah, um, for sure. It's not that's not a negative or a positive character uh, thing, but it's just uh, I don't 40. think he knows or you know like how many times like all the really good coaches lie, mm. right? And and you can take that as a compliment, Phil Gould, if you ever hear this podcast during our defamation lawsuit at some point. <laughs> but um, mate, uh, yeah, I think I I. I trust the uh, the birds that delivered me the information. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, because, like, Chad's been confirmed uh, as a grade three. Tohu, we've got no real confirmation. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they're saying for Chad it could be, like, six weeks type of thing. And yeah. if it's a grade three for Tohu, you've got to put him in that same category. Yeah. I don't think either of them are going to play again this year. Hmm. Interesting. That's my personal opinion. I might be right and I might be wrong. I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah, I'm selling. I think what I'm doing this week is I'm going to sell Tohu to Fenua Blake, which is going to free me up the money to go Greg Marju to Reed Marnie next week. Ooh, that's, which is that's enticing. Very moist. Yeah, because like, I, I don't know. I wasn't planning on using any trades this week, but I kind of want to like preempt some of these red dots that I know mm. I'm going to have next week. Like, I know I'm going well, to have... Well, that's exactly what I'm doing now because I know, like, you're, like, you're in a bit of luxury. So Ryan and I, for back backstory, Ryan and I are in a really competitive, close head-to-head league where there's a gigantic log jam through the middle and Ryan's managed to find himself at the top, kind of, um, in sixth. Um, but he's two wins clear of me. I'm in tenth. But I'm in a three-way tie for eighth at the moment. So... Yeah. I really need to win in round 18 and I'm playing and, and shout out to everybody in the Hurt Locker who keeps complaining that we don't give him a shout out. Here's <laughs> your shout out, you bastards. Um, I think I'm playing Clinton, who's the commissioner in round 18, uh, and I'm looking at him and he does not have turbo, which probably explains why he's in 17th. <laughs> um, but it means that he's going to have Oh, but he's got Latrell, Teddy, and To'o as his back three. Ooh. But then he's got Moiser and Reese Walsh. Okay. So, and no jewels through the centers. I mean, maybe, yeah. I, maybe, that, <laughs> maybe I don't have to make that. <laughs> yeah, there's a huge log jam going on, isn't there? Like, uh, like yeah. I'm sitting in six, but I'm tied with third. <laughs> you know, like it's all just points Unreal. for and against. And yeah, you're trying to scramble yeah. into the eight, but yeah. 
Yeah, you've got, I don't to, know. You've got to make these tactical decisions. This, you know, for round eighteen, because what's going to happen is there's going to be a bunch of players rested, particularly teams that are aiming at finals like Roosters and um, Manly. You know, that's a perfect time for them to rest a guy round eighteen. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, um, but I mean, but, um, at, at the same time, like you've got six trays, I've got eleven, so there's that too. Yeah. Yeah, no, but also if I don't make the finals and I'm in ten thousandth overall, there's <laughs> uh, no much, not much point me holding my trades, is there? Yeah, fair point. Fair, very, very yeah. fair point. Yeah. So, mate, uh, I reckon we might jump into some questions. What do you yeah, reckon? Let's do it. All right. Number one is <laughs> Nafalimo a holder herself? I'm assuming that's <laughs> Nafalima. Oh uh, my god, I couldn't believe that. Somebody owns Nofaluma. How expensive is he? He's been going backwards. I'll tell you that. Um, well, I think he's know, like in the 400s now. You know that song? The only way is up. Man, he's 424k hey, now. Yeah. The thing with the Tigers is they actually have one of the better draws coming up. Mm. Uh, Broncos, Manly, which is not great. Warriors, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Sharks, Bulldogs again. Um, and the Panthers in there in round twenty four, but I mean, I mean, if you're holding this far, well, like, what are you going to get in that price bracket? Is my question. That's better. Yeah. You know, are you going to go down to Xavier Savage or Hayes Dunster and use that two hundred k to upgrade to somebody else? He's four hundred twenty four. Yeah, he's uh, he's really fallen off a cliff from the heights of last year, hasn't he? Um... Yeah, I mean, hopefully the Tigers sort it out and we can buy him for round one next year. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Because yeah, he, like he had that like four game sort of spell from like round nine to twelve where he was actually putting up decent scores. Then he's just gone back mm. to falling off a cliff. But that said, like since round thirteen, he's played the Panthers, Eels, Storm, and Rabbits. Like you know, yeah. that, that might explain Rough. why he's fallen off a cliff. Versus Rough. the four games before, he played the Titans, Knights, Warriors, Dragons, and had what like three scores over forty nine. So yeah, my yeah. advice to you is hold him. Yeah, I'd probably say to hold too. Yeah, if you've had him this long, just hold and pray, my friend. Um, that's to you, Richard Kendall. Jacob Blank. Oh, this question brings me a lot of joy. Is Peachy a sell? <laughs> oh, how rough are you going? Oh, yeah, I, I think he's worth holding Sorry, for one Peach. more week. Yeah. yeah, I think he's worth holding I have for one to more imagine week. Maybe Tino might get a break. Um, I mean, they got Tino and Fotowaker. You have to imagine they're not going to ride him into the ground this week. I mean, mm. by this week, I mean round 18. He desperately um, so, needs Mitch Rain back, doesn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's uh, – what you need is a nice little, yeah, you, something. But, yeah, I, uh, I've been looking at Peachy all year and I just haven't had the right time to bring him in. Like, everything's been in number tune and I'm so glad that I haven't because he's just – he's probably made more headaches for his managers than what he has uh, given them benefits this year. Oh, I, I was, uh, you know, I ended up opting for Matt Burton last week, and and I can't believe that I actually managed to get a better center than Tyrone Peachy uh, <laughs> for that one round. <laughs> yeah, no, such a headache. Only playing twenty five minutes and at hooker too. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd hold one more week and see what the team list looks like next week. Um, but yeah, he desperately needs Mitch Rain back in that squad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, best cash out option this week. Uh, Savage named it fullback question mark. Um, yeah, yeah so we discussed this earlier. I think what was it, Stimson or yeah, Stimson or Savage, I suppose. Um, yeah, if you need a wing fullback, like if you're sitting there with 
like our friend Clinton is, who's who's you know up the creek without a paddle with you know Latrell Turbo and Teddy or something like that, and you're going to need a wing fullback next week. Next week, I could see Savage being the right option. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's just raw scoring this week, it's Stimson, I think. Yeah, probably. Gagai or Avo? Um, well, this week, obviously, Avarillo. Um, but if I had to choose... Let's say you're a head-to-head player. Head-to-head player, I'd, I'd probably opt for Gagai. But again, I wouldn't be buying him this week. I'd be waiting to see if he's going to back up in round 18 first. Yep. Never buy players who don't play on the week that you're buying them in case they get injured at training or during state of origin. Mm-hmm. That's to you, Callum. Is JDB going to see an upside with Paul Vaughan going, or do you think the Dragons will look to sign somebody immediately? Uh, and they've also added a really nice illustration here of Jack DeBellin uh, under a bed with his little head poking out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I tend to say that DeBellin is going to see some upside. Uh, that said, I'd like again, I'd probably just wait and see how this all shakes out. Um, you know, wait and see when his suspension is and what happens there. Yep. Um, Thoughts on Matt Lodge or AFB? Uh, how many minutes do we those. see Lodge getting? Yep. Um, how many minutes do we see Lodge getting though? I, I think you could probably pencil him pencil him in for a say fifty. Yeah, fifty on average. Is Simo a sell? Yeah, I'd say so. He's gone for over a month, isn't he? I think I saw the physio yep. said. Agreed. Uh, Savage or Verils? Oh, that's two very different options. Um, if if you need to bank as much cash as possible, Savage. But if you want someone who's going to give you a reliable, you know, thirty five to forty each week on the run home, then Verils I think is the standout option. Would make it very solid nineteenth man. Yep, I, I'm pretty comfortable. It's Verils unless you need the sixty k for something mm. specific. Uh, is Lusick a sell this week, or do we hold until we up get, get an update on Marnie? Um. I think I'd be pretty happy selling this week. Um, you know, like bank the cash you've got. Like you've been pretty lucky to get what 130k out of him now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean towards selling him this week. Yep. Oh, I would lean towards holding until we get an update on Marnie. Particularly mm. if you're head to head. If you're like, if you were in the top 500 and you're gunning for overall, I could see an up uh, a thing for selling him. But outside of that. Yeah, if, if you're not going to win overall anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, unless you're really gunning, unless you're really gunning for your overall league, um, hold him. But yeah, if you're really concerned about overall, then I'd, I'd probably sell him. Yep. Uh, is Verrills a worthy cash out option? Also, if position or cost was not an issue, which out of Harawira Naira, Campbell Graham, or Tom Alolo would be the best to bring in as a final team player? Hmm. That's an interesting one. I know you'll say Tom Alolo. Oh, no. um, I'd, I'd probably, uh, I'd, I'd probably lean towards either Tom Alolo, Harawira, Naira. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go for Harawira, Naira personally. Yeah, Tom Alolo by the length of the Flemington Strait. <laughs> for me, uh, I don't have enough trades because things. Uh, is it Wilston season though? And uh, Wacko Jacko, which is Josh Jackson, or Tom Alolo. Also, happy birthday, Mark, and going Hines to Egan and Brody to Jacko slash Lolo. Oh, jeez, there was a lot in there. Um, 
Wilson, I think we said no, didn't we? Um, with yeah. Way no. Graham, you just don't know what's going on there. Just better to avoid, I think. Uh, Jacko or Lolo, I, I, uh, I mean, it really depends what what's your side looks like now. Like, obviously, Lolo's got the better upside, but mm. like, say you've got a team full of guys that are like boom or bust, then like I'd probably opt for like a Jacko just so you know you've got someone there that's like a safe 50, but um, otherwise, yeah, Lolo's the, the better option if you're not concerned about that. Yep, no, get Tom Lolo, don't get Wilton. Um, I I mean, unless you're really heavily chasing overall and, and yeah. Austin, who, you know, you know I love you, mate, and you've been with the Fantasy Lounge and then the Amateurs for a while. You don't have a lot of trades and you are choosing to trade Hines, who will more than likely be a scorer in round 18, to Egan, who God knows what he's going to do rest of the season. Mm. A lot of people yeah. are excited about Egan, aren't they, including uh, yeah. a couple of our moderators. I mean, I, I get it. Um, but, like, mate, you know, if you're going to run out of trades anyway, save some trades and and – you know, I don't understand why anyone would want to get Egan when you know, w- w- like, where's he as opposed to Marnie? They're about the, they're only thirty grand apart. Mm. Just I guess, wait till next week. Yeah, I guess with Egan is you know that he's probably going to be playing eighty for the majority of the season versus Marnie. You don't know if there's going to be a bench hook next week or not. Yeah, mate, he's he's been rested all year. He's good to go now. You'd hope so. Any, he hasn't played for six weeks. He's been at Victor Radley's house and continues. I mean, if Joey Lusick can play 80 minutes, surely bloody Marnie yeah. can play 80. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you keeping or selling Tofu Harris, Ryan? Oh. I've covered this already, but just yeah. give us a definitive answer. I'm I've, got no, I've got no idea, to be honest. Uh, it's either I've got to hold either one of him or Pangai. Um, uh, I'll wait and well, see. Well, you know when Pangai's coming back, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like I'll wait. Like obviously, the Warriors don't play till Sunday, so I'll, I'll wait and see what shakes out, and and see if I can, you know, get some more information between now and the weekend. But yeah, obviously, if um, they were both back the same week, I'd opt to sell Pangai and hold Tohu because Tohu is the better scorer. But it's just that Pangai is not injured. You know, when he's going to be back, Tohu again. Like Tohu feels very similar to Nathan Cleary last week. It feels like, um, in that he's not going to play again this season. <laughs> Yes, exactly, mate. Um, yep. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your man Benji will like that one. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very, like, grey area. Uh, if you don't have many trades, <laughs> God, I, sell him. But there we go. Put my foot down. Sold. He's playing in round 18. <laughs> 100%. Um, <laughs> cover Torhu, cover Vanilla Blake, cover Peachy. Do you trust Tamalolo and Peyton? No. I trust Tamalolo. I don't trust Peyton. <laughs> You're wrong. Tamalolo's the one I don't trust out of the two of them. Ooh, really? Okay. All right. Um, mate, I, I'm just going to go over to Instagram quickly and see if there's any questions uh, here. I, I got it up. I got okay. It up. You've actually, got it up, have you? Yes, there's actually quite okay. a few. Yep. It's quite a lot. Tremendous. All right, go. Uh, is Pangai a hold or a sell? Thinking of upgrading to Papali'i next week. If you've held him this long, you could probably hold him. But yeah, maybe but... next week. Let's see what happens. Josh Page wants to know, best options week. under 655k. Uh, ooh. Um, wait, he can... <laughs> After I just finished trashing him. 
<laughs> for um, Blake, I suppose. Yeah, for Newell Blake, maybe. Depends what position you need. Um, I like, I really like for Blake this week. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, if you can stretch it to Marnie or, you know, I mean, if you're playing your head to head, Api Coruscant, Isaiah Yo. Tomalolo. Cameron Murray. Oh, mate, Tomalolo. Tomalolo is the answer to the question. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chez wants to know what do you think of Fanua Cake? Oh, he's beautiful. You, you like Fanua Cake? I do like Fanua. No, I prefer Black Forest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do. That's my favorite type of cake. Oh, is that your birthday cake, mate? Yeah, I had some for lunch today. It was awesome. Excellent. Yeah, no, I think we've discussed him. He seems like a very good boy. Uh, yep. Dominic Thompson, he wants to know, what do you reckon about Angus Crichton to Paul Vaughan? I think he will be very strong come the last eight weeks. <laughs> Mate, as long as he's not hiding under the bed, anything can happen. <laughs> uh, the six again, NRL column, they want to know, is it worth bringing in Xavier Savage if he gets the fullback spot? He breaks tackles for fun. Um, depends if you trust Ricky Stewart. Hint, I do not. Yeah, he loves to play around with his um, back line. But, I mean, if you want to cash out without <laughs> expecting anything, then, yeah, um, yeah. If, you, if you have no expectations and you need a 228 cash out, then yes, Xavier Savage. If, you look at, if you're looking for somebody for the rest of the year, the correct answer is Sam Verrills. Yes, correct. Um, best trade-out option for Simmonson. Well, I mean, how much is Simo? He's in the 400s, is he? Is he? Um, oh, 390. Uh, I mean, it depends how much cash. Depends how much cash you got in the bank. Like, if you could afford to go up to, like, a, say, a Dearden or a Vanilla Blake, otherwise, just cash him out to, like, say, a Verrills or a Stimson or Savage and upgrade mm-hmm. get someone nice next week, I'd say. Yep. Um, our The leader of the Jerome Hughes fan club, Balenci, wants to know Does Wade Egan tickle your pickle? Uh, I prefer waiting a week and going to read Marnie. Personally, but if you're shooting for overall, I will not talk you out of it. I agree. And uh, Jace wants to know thoughts on Teague Wilton. He's holding his spot over Talakai, as I don't think no. Graham will be back this year. No. Yeah, I mean, we do I, not I, trust. Yeah, I. I, uh, I mean, if you're really full on believe that Graham's not going to be back like this year, like Mark is with Cleary, then sure, go for it. Um, I just. I just don't want the headache, to be honest. In a time where you're running low on trades, it just feels like you're you're mm. inviting more problems in, like, say, round 23 where you've got, like, one trade left, you know? Um, that is the correct answer. Yeah, it does feel like a headache. And, uh, yeah, that wraps it up for Instagram. Great. All right. I have the last question for you, mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. It is from Slick Mick Morris. And it is... Uh, I'm thinking about trading in two cash outs this week who will be red dots in the future. Is that a good idea? Okay. Um, okay. Look, in, in years past, um, you probably always wanted like a good red dot looping option. And I think that may be the case again this year. Is just that this year has been a real headache in terms of sus- suspensions and injuries. And I, I feel like there's a real premium on having a green dot this year um i think mm. having like a say like a Hayes dunser that can get you 30 points in a in a tight squeeze might be more valuable than having a red dot Definitely. looper mm. yeah like if you've got enough trades uh, in the bank then it probably couldn't hurt to have one like I, i'm really targeting like a red a bulldog's red dot because they've got by far the best looping schedule on the run home they play sunday what pretty about much. Nick, 
Nick Kocic. I've sold him. He's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, um, yeah. I, I think maybe one, like a savage, if you went like savage and Verils or something like that. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I wouldn't want more than one this year. Like that, that's sort of like my limit. Um, mm. Just with how like suspensions and injuries are going and people are running low on trade, you, you, you're going to have a premium on green dots. Like how many, like basically every week this year, you've had your emergencies filling in. Like when was the last mm. time? Like I've only had a full 21, I think, twice this season. You know, round one yeah. and like and round 15. Like that's about it. Yeah. No, I, um, I I think I would if, – if you were going to trade in somebody who you think is going to be a red dot, I would do it with somebody who if they're not a red dot, they're going to be somebody you would be comfortable playing in your 17. Or close to it, like a like Stimson. If he's playing eighty minutes on the edge, he's somebody that you'd be comfortable at least min, bare minimum looping in. You know, whereas you know somebody like Savage. I don't even know he's playing fullback. I don't hundred percent know. I feel confident with that. I'd rather spend the extra sixty k and get a guy like Verrills, who I know is going to be there or abouts every week. You know, I'm I'm surprised you're giving Mick uh, your best advice, considering you're in a. Uh... <laughs> He's one of the blokes you're competing with for the mm. final head-to-head spot. Well, that you're assuming that I'm actually giving out good advice right now. Ah, the old Jess of Double Bluff. <laughs> or no, am I? I? Anyone that's listened to this podcast all year knows you're not giving out good advice. So, yeah. Well, my number one hot tip for the year was don't get cleary. So, and we all saw how that turned out. <laughs> uh, oh well, um, mate. I reckon that will do us for today. Um, I was worried we were going to have trouble filling time, but we've somehow managed to go over an hour. So I'm going to go and um, entertain my family who apparently want to hang out with me on my birthday. I don't really know why, but. Seems, uh, yeah, it seems <laughs> odd, doesn't it? But, um, yeah, thank you to my uh, second family for uh, tuning in to listen to our podcast this week, and hopefully we gave you some good advice. Feel free to send us through some messages to our Facebook and Instagram inbox direct messages if you're shy about asking you questions on the uh, podcast. I know a lot of people are. Our uh, interns are happy to help you out, and if there's anything uh, hairy, they always direct it to us. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll see you post uh, Queensland blocking the uh, New South Wales Queen Sweep or just before it actually next week for the um, Round 18 podcast. Love you guys.